Hello, hello, good afternoon or morning, whatever time you're listening to this, and welcome to a special episode of Box Office Quarterbacks. I'm Gerald Tracy, and with me is Ahmed Sharma, who recently joined us on our website, boxofficecubies.com, to join the review board section where he is writing stories and going to be giving us some more content with uh, shows that he's watching and things that we may not get to cover on the podcast. You may have seen it, re- read his recent stuff over the uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot that is currently on online and streaming. Ahmed, today we're here for a little something different, though. Another show called Yellow Jackets. Not a lot of people I know are talking about it, but it's a fantastic show, right? Oh, most definitely. Uh, Gerald, thanks for having me over. Thanks again for the box office QBs for having me on here. It's an honor to work with you guys. Yeah, let's jump right into this. Um, Yellow Jackets, again, is... um, it's a TV series on Showtime, so if you don't have cable, I mean, I got cable because I'm bougie as hell, so I got it. Uh, or just download the Showtime app. It's, I mean, that's Showtime is also where you got Dexter. So if you haven't seen Dexter as well, you know, check that out. But stay for Yellow Jackets because, so Gerald, here's the thing: I tend to dr- get drawn to shows that I can relate to. So sometimes uh, I'll go for a show that typically has. Uh, um, a man that's, you know, kind of a, a flawed character. And with Yellow Jackets, it's a predominantly female cast. And because I can't really identify with a female cast for obvious reasons, I wasn't particularly drawn to it. That is not to say that it's not a good show. And that was the problem that I ended up having with myself is I worry that other people will fall into the same trap as I did because it's an all female cast because they won't, you know, feel like they need to watch it because how can we relate? They won't um, be drawn to it. And that's completely inaccurate. The show tackles so many themes, so many, it, it hits so many checkboxes. And I really think that if you're on the fence about watching it, get off the fence and just watch it. Um, it's become a show that I'm watching with my wife, but it's something that I want to even watch by myself. The only reason why I'm watching it with her is because it's something for us to do whenever we're not working. Yeah, and then again, just for those who are unaware or listening, um, Yellow Jackets is a show. It's a wildly crazy talented um, high school soccer team, Wins State. They're going to go play Nationals, and I think they're actually flying to Seattle um, when their plane crashes, and they become, I guess, the unlucky survivors of a plane crash. Um, and this show jumps in the top jumps has two different um, timelines in it. Actually, you get the 1996 version where you get to watch these girls kind of just, um, I don't know, not decompose in the wilderness, but their mental and their psyche and everything is just changing about them. But you also get that 2021 timeline where you get to see some of their survivors and how they're dealing with the fact that, um, some questions are being risen about their time in the wilderness. Um, fantastic show, as you said, and, it tackles so many themes. And I think the main theme that, and tell me if, I don't know if maybe you agree Ahmed, but to me, the main theme is trauma and every other theme kind of grows its roots from trauma. Um, you see the drug abuse trauma, the stuffing down your feelings, trauma, the ignoring the fact that it ever happened, trauma, the, um, you know, addressing and using it for power. And even at the end, we get a big surprise with a character that um, we see that the trauma has led her to a, or possibly led her to a completely different route than the others. Certainly. I mean, yeah, I think each, each uh, theme definitely falls back into trauma, um, suppressed memory, suppressed rage. And at the end of it, 
it's oh, even religion because what it is is it's it's Lord of the Flies, not just with a female cast though. It's what happened to those those boys that were in the in the book Lord of the Flies. If you haven't read it, a bunch of kids from a prodigal school, um, and their plane crashes, and then they become savages. And it's supposed to kind of be a reflection of society, and that's kind of what Yellow Jackets is. But the, the interesting thing is the fact that it has this this second timeline, as you mentioned, where are you the same? Can you ever recover? Those questions are answered. And, you know, you're only kind of, the focus is kind of on four characters without giving too much away. It's, are these characters the main characters? That's kind of what you are are, are focusing on. Um, who is the bad guy? Who is the one that you kind of feel the most sorry for, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and <laughs> what's interesting for me was one of the cast members, I just had the cast uh, with me. Uh, perhaps the most famous cast member is Christina Ricci, who plays Misty in the show. And she's particularly known for playing, you know, dramatic, dark characters. But I think one of the other main characters, uh, Shauna, who's played by Melanie Linsky. Melanie Linsky plays Rose in Two and a Half Men. So she's already kind of seen as like a stalker character for those that aren't familiar with Two and a Half Men with Charlie Sheen and um, uh, John Cryer. Uh, it, she plays the crazy psycho ex who just can't get over uh, Charlie Sheen's character. And it's kind of interesting to see her in this light because she is supposed to be a dark person, but there's no joke behind this. There's no, there's no laugh track. It's just like, a, oh, okay, this is happening. Absolutely. And I think um, we'll get into favorite um, characters later, but um, really like, I don't know if this show works if you have a different cast um, because you had to hit on not just like a character that you could uh, like get with um, like emotionally and follow through and like really fall in love and like be invested in with the adults. But you also had to have child actors or younger actors play the younger versions of these um, adult characters and have to make it believable that they were the same person. And I'll tell you what, Sophie um, Nellise, I believe how you say it, as teen Shauna, and as you mentioned, Melanie Linsky as adult Shauna are two great and fantastic ones. Also, Ella Purnell as teen Jackie, we don't end up, not yet, we have not seen an adult Jackie. But um, also, Sophie Thatcher as teen Natalie, and um, the adult Natalie, I'm trying to find her name. I just had it two seconds ago. Uh, Juliet Lewis. Juliet. There are just so many things. Juliet. Yeah, and there are just so many little things. Like Natalie, young Natalie and um, adult Natalie. Um, you can even tell like the cadence in which they talk, the, the vocal cord synchronization almost. Like they sound very similar. Um, the looks. I mean, all these little ticks that these teens did the adult actors are also doing in present day. And um, I think it just adds into this like believability because like you said, it doesn't go into that crazy. It doesn't go in like it does have that. Um, I guess that what is the word mystery? Like what is that miss? Like that, that power is there a ghost? Is there some kind of other magic going on? Like is it going to take it out of that grounded like real realism that it has built so far? But it doesn't at the same time because it also leaves like, oh, well, that just might be them going crazy or maybe they were doing shrooms or maybe they were doing this. Like it it just leaves so much mystery in the air, I think, that it may, it makes the viewer come back every episode for more. It, it's 
like the, just right down to the cast, man. Like sh- the the um, Sophie Nelsey, I, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but Teen Shauna and Melanie Linsky. The uh, the resemblance is almost uncanny to where I almost thought, oh, I wonder if that's like her actual kid, or is there some sort of relation? No, there isn't, or at least I haven't found any relation. There, it's just a coincidence that they tend to look alike. They have the same kind of mannerisms. And that just shows you what kind of talent uh, they these casting directors sought out. Uh, so kudos to them. And that's ultimately what's going to keep the viewer hooked. And it's also going to keep the viewer engaged because you tend to forget that you're watching a show. You're just so emotionally invested in what you're watching. And that's why I was like, I remember Melanie Linsky as Rose, but because she's kind of come into her own in this show, I don't even think of her as two and a half men anymore. I think of her as, Oh, she's the crazy chick from that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean like this whole, this whole show is great. And there's so many little Easter eggs within the show, or I guess more like foreshadow um, moments in the show, um, both in the past and in future scenes. I mean, you see little things here and there that hint towards certain stuff. And it's just, it, the way the um, the writers and the directors were able to get all that and sew it together in such a great way. And by the way, this show started filming in 2019 and had to take a break because of the pandemic. And I think it finished at least the second half of the season in 2021. So like they did, they had to go through a lot to bring us this content. Right. Um, but I mean, we've talked about some of the characters. Which one is your favorite Ahmed? I got to give it to, I think I got to give it to Shauna. Um, just because she is a flawed character in and of herself. Um, you kind of feel bad for her because so it's her and Jackie, they're best friends and I'm not going to spoil it when I say this, but you find out that there's a lot of betrayal in the both of them. You find out that one of them feels as though she is the sidekick, but maybe the other says, no, 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 I am the hero of this story. And it's one of those where you're like, do I feel bad for her because she's in the other person's shadow? Or do we feel bad because she doesn't want to be the hero, but she just feels like there's all these societal pressures. So it, it's, it's weird. So in addition to it being a story about trauma, one of the other themes that's brought about is it's a coming of age where you know people grow apart as they get older. And it kind of stems with the stuff that's happened, little microaggressions um, where we are best friends with somebody as a child, but we've secretly been resenting them or we've secretly just not really accepted certain things or we kind of just, you know, went with the flow and then realized that we hated going with the flow, but we're not so much mad at them, but we're mad at ourselves. And it's just, so it's just her flawed nature in and of herself that makes me kind of appreciate her uh so much for for me is definitely i feel like it would be sophie's thatcher and natalie um both the young natalie and old natalie but at the same time there's i think what makes the best character is the one i want to know more about immediately and mm. i need to know more about misty um oh, yeah. they told us a lot about her a lot a lot but Christina Ricky Ricky's on um, Misty in the future is Richie. a terrifying person. Rich Richie, excuse me, but is a terrifying person by nature. I mean, she just was asked 
and we're in full spoiler territory at this point, but there is a part in the show where she is asked as an adult to help hide a body. She knows where to get the supplies. She knows where to cremate some of the remains. She knows where to bury the remains. On top of all that, she also was able to kidnap somebody who was basically a spy and have her handcuffed in a basement that she had ready to hold somebody. Yeah. Without a second thought. Exactly. And on top of that, like we see that she was the one cooking what is assumed to be a human at one point in past scenes. And we see that she was one to take like, the first bite and just smile afterwards. So like, there's so much like, what is this lady? Like, what is she? Is she, cause she puts off this persona as like the needy friend or the one that just wants a friend and just wants to be nice. But like, you can tell that she's always pulling the strings. I mean, remember we still haven't seen the backlash from the first episode where she takes out the black box. So, like, there's so many things that, like, I need to know about her. Um, obviously, I'm excited to see where Natalie's character and Shauna's character go in the next season. Um, I, I think those ones are the two biggest ones. I think some of uh, Thaisa's character gets a little slowed down with some of the political stuff, I think. I mean, maybe I don't know how you feel about that. But I think the one we definitely need to know more about is Misty at this point. Well, I'll save my thoughts on on uh, Thaisa whenever we start going to the the overall reviews of the show. But I think in, in the first episode, and this isn't a spoiler, but there's the first scene where the first introduction to Christina Ricci as Misty is she's a caregiver, and you know this patient that she has is pushing her buttons, and she says, you know, she at first it's very like, oh, you you poor thing. And then she says, you know what? I think this morphine is fucking with you. So let's just not, you know, give you your dose. She takes the morphine away from her, which of course is terrible. And that, but right before she does it, she says, don't fuck with me. And that, and that's the thing is you had two characters in that episode saying, don't fuck with me. So it just goes to show again, that trauma and the stuff that they experienced back in that day made them who they are you'd never know what people are capable of and that's kind of a scary world we live in they can see have a friendly face but a knife ready to stab you in the fucking back you're you're absolutely correct because you have four different women that are the you have four different women who are the main characters right and they're all completely different kinds you got the one who is the um the she's she's out. She is also a political person. So she's very public with her life and she tries to act like everything's mm-hmm. together. Then you have the mom, the soccer mom who is trying to act like she has everything together. But I mean, that lady is insane. Like she kills rabbits and feeds it to her family. Um, yep. she, so like she is a little crazy. Then you have the one who has just fallen into drugs, trying to get out of it, maybe a little um, depressed and some other um, mental issues that she's fighting there, mental health issues. And then you have, um, Misty, who just puts on a friendly face, but like, I think she might be a serial killer for being honest. <laughs> serial killers, sociopath. So, like, I think all the S words. <laughs> yes. And like, and I think this is a perfect segue into the biggest storyline we're looking forward to in season two. And I'm going to have to stick with, um, my part being what is going on. What the hell has Misty been up to? Yeah, I think what has Misty been up to? What other secrets are they hiding? What other trauma have they been trying to repress? Is it even is it even a thing that they're ashamed of? Because at various points in the show, you wonder if it's just oh that po- those poor things uh, they they suffered all this trauma, 
But then you're like, oh no, you're just a monster. And this happened to you. And it just fueled you to becoming even more of a monster. Or at least that's what the viewer is asked at some point. You, you wonder if you should even feel bad for them at some point. But then you feel guilty for, being, for feeling bad for them because who they were there for 19 months. Yeah, we're going to you know do crazy shit to survive but sometimes like mm, i don't know i think i think you're just a little fucked up to begin with <laughs> it absolutely is and i think the show like with the pilot episode the first episode you come away and you're wondering maybe two or three main things who who did they just eat who's the ones who end up like are is it only the four that we've seen so far that survive and then like who is the um what becomes mm. known as what the um Deer Queen, I think is what they're calling it. Um, Antler Queen, Antler Queen, excuse me. Um, and at the end of the first season, you know one of those answers. Who was the Antler Queen? Yeah. And um, I think you're you're so like, but this show does it so well at raising all these extra questions throughout the first season and answering a good majority of them. Like we do come away knowing a lot more than we did after episode one, but we're still looking for that main answer all the while we're following multiple storylines through four main characters who all get their more than due diligence on screen. And um, I just, I think that's what makes a good show, right? Cause a good show is always going to be able to have a good storyline and a good main character. But if you're able to ha- handle two main storylines, cause mm-hmm. these are not a subplot a and subplot B, right? Like you've got 96 and 2021 and they are two completely different main storylines. And they're getting the attention they deserve and still leaving the viewer wanting more. Yeah. So uh, with that being yeah. said, let's go to our, our final reviews. And um, wh- Ahmed, what, what, where are you looking at on here? Where, where do you put, where do you rank this? I'm tied between the all pro and the hall of fame only because l- you were saying that there's, there's two subplots, but I, I kind of disagree. I think there are, a little bit of the show, at least towards the very end, I don't know if it's because it's trying to bring about multiple cliffhangers, but it just seems like it's it's tiptoeing around the too many cooks in the kitchen uh, category where you and, – and maybe that's unfair just because they were having to you know postpone the show because of COVID and everything. But it just seems like are, are they going to um, – is everything going to come back full circle, full circle? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Whereas, um, like, I think I, I, it's a pretty solid all pro for me just because it is one season. So, giving a Hall of Fame to a show like this, it would need to be a hell of a show, right? Like the first season of Game yeah. of Thrones or um, some something like that. It's just, um, there's still, like you said, there's still a lot of questions and there's the possibility that it doesn't come around full circle. I mean, this is a streaming show that a lot of people. A lot of people watched, but it's also not getting the attention that, you know, a lot of things, a lot of things are getting nowadays, like a Spider-Man or anything Marvel or DC related type deal. Um, so mm-hmm. you got to wonder, like, are they going to keep, are they going to be able to keep this long enough or are they going to be able to keep us interested long enough to tell the full story? Um, but I think right now the way it is for what we have and what we know and what we're expecting in the upcoming season, I think it's at least deserving of an all pro for sure. Most definitely. Um, it has a lot of good quotes, a lot of interesting moments. Um, one of my favorite quotes was when Shauna, you know, she's having sex with this guy and she just says to him, say you love me. I won't hold you to it. And it's like, 
again, it's it's just that part of where you're wondering what kind of person they are, what kind of what kind of things people are capable of. But and then just the other there's a it's it's a full female cast, but there are the exceptional males in the show that also I think we forgot to mention that are also doing their part. They're doing pretty good jobs um and oh, yeah. keeping their their role their the story um relevant because there's all these other themes that need to get addressed you know yeah. a bunch of a bunch of females on one island together that's a you know <laughs> that's like every man's fantasy right yeah but then um like you said like the man like Warren Cole's Jeff is a guy I can't decide if I like or not he's either really shady or like a hell of a loyal husband because he it at the end it's re- it's revealed that he read his wife he read Shauna's diary so he oh, knows yeah. what happened out there, um, so that guy knows what happens with his unborn or born child that she was pregnant with he knows that his wife has eaten people and gone to the extremes or that's anything true. that's been in there, but at the same time like he was willing to blackmail her and her friends to save their lives but like was that a loyal thing so like but then when he finds out he's, she's cheating the dude like immediately is willing to jump on the knife for her so yeah. like. Like, but and then like you got Steven Kruger's Ben Scott, who's also a strong character. I like seeing his unraveling too. There's just so many things that like each character. I can't wait to find out what is next for them, and they all have like big stuff that I'm looking for. Like Shauna, what happens with the baby that she had out there, or that she may have had? Taisa, um, you know, like what the hell is she? <laughs> What's going on with her thing? Because mm-hmm. she killed her dang dog. Um, so, like, Natalie, she just got kidnapped. Um, I mean, there's just so many ki- Like, Does Ben ever make it out? Because nobody ever mentions him. What happened with Travis in season one? Um, yeah. I heard that Teen Vaughn, um, Van, Van, I heard that she they're, they're casting an adult actress for her. Um, there's a lot of things that I think this show has going forward in the future. I think, like you said, man, the big question is, like, are they going to be able to pull this off? Because um, it looks like one of those guys trying to take a motorcycle over like 50 burning buses or something. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it's, it's, it's scary. And it, we were talking about casting earlier and I, I'm, I'm reading a little bit of the trivia and what's funny is some of the characters, like the, the girl who plays young Misty, she had originally auditioned for the role of Natalie so I'm curious, like, how would she would she have done a better job? I, I don't think so, but I, I still would have liked to see that now. Yeah, and Christina Ritchie, I've, if I advise um listeners, if you guys look up some of her videos of her, she um I think she did one with uh, Jimmy Fallon on one of the late shows, and um she did an interview and she talked about um J- Yellow Jackets a bit, um you know some questions, uh, people were wondering you know if they ate the baby. And uh, she talks about that and she talks about where she thinks some of the characters could go. And she actually does talk about the uh, theory about Misty possibly being a serial killer. So yeah. um, well, there's a lot fact, of Christina Ricci was pregnant during the filming of season one. Yeah, I did see that. That was interesting. Um, I always enjoy seeing actresses who are able to like find ways to still work through pregnancies and stuff because um, sometimes they put off some of the best performances of their career. And I thought she was great in this. Yeah, no, I, 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 I Again, it goes back to perfect casting, um, and I'm just glad to see you know some of these some of these actresses like Christina Ricci. I'm, I'm really just happy to see her again on on knowing that she's working. Um, Juliet Lewis, who I remember from um, her days as a teen actress, she was in the movie uh, uh, Fear, Cape Fear, with Robert De Niro, 
and she did an amazing job uh in that and she's always played like like the the scary like you know druggy types she was in i think natural born killers as well where she played you know a, a druggy killer type person and even in my name is earl she played like a bounty hunter she was ready to kill some people and it's 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 always cool to see you know her playing like that and what's i i always joke like i wonder if she's like a really really sweet person in real life she just has to do that for the role just because she knows she's good at it you know what i mean but um other than that man i mean this show i i definitely recommend people should watch it we need to We'll probably do some review board stuff whenever season two comes out and put some more information out there, reviews out there for um, some of this episodes, because I'm sure it's going to be some groundbreaking stuff. Oh, most definitely. Do we know when when the uh, next season is going to drop? I heard sometime early 2023, I think, is what they're expecting. I know they start filming this summer, and they're aiming, I believe, for like January or February 2023 at this point, from what I read. Yeah. So, Gerald, uh, is, is our time up? I believe our time is up unless there's anything else you want to add, Ahmed. No, I think this is good. I just think there were some other uh, characters that we didn't get to address, but every character has their own amazing qualities, their own amazing story. And, you know, unfortunately we couldn't get to them, but listeners, they really need to check it out and decide for themselves which character is their favorite, which character do they hate the most, and then just keep on watching. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe maybe that's something we can expand online or social media, but I definitely want to hear you guys' thoughts. So let us know who your favorite character in this show is. I think everybody I think this is one of those shows everybody's gonna have a different one for. And um send it out to our social media at Box Office Quarterbacks and all Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And uh, make sure to hit subscribe on Spotify and follow us on social media too. We tend to follow back. I think Jeff's pretty good about that. Um for Ahmed, I'm Gerald Tracy. This has been a special episode of the review board on Box Office QB's podcast. See you all around.